could have been superstars. Remember when we were jacking cars? Now it's not safe for you. You switch like a. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing, spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios, 877-37-GRIND. Um, so before we um, get going, there's a, I do want to, before we slide into the NFL, uh, just take a glance at a couple of those games uh, tonight. Um and I'll finish my point here in a few, but right now we will go to the phones. Let's see who we got here. We've got Jazz. Jazz, you on the sports grind here. What's going on? What's on your mind, Jazz? Hey, Calvin. I'll try to make it quick since I know y'all getting ready for your the NFL talk. Oh, no, you're good. Okay, go my here's my thing with the Spurs is uh, until they address that point guard position, Wemby or any other players aren't going to get their uh, their shots off. Um, Sohan being the point guard is a joke. There's no way that he should be running the point. This is a, a Dennis Rodman trying to be the point guard. So my personal opinion is Dennis, uh, not Dennis, but uh, Sohan, I like him better off the bench because of his energy. He doesn't have the IQ of a point guard, so why is he running the point? Or I, I know it's not just supposed to be specifically him. It's going to be anybody running the point. They need to have a person that's going to be the point guard so that he can facilitate, make sure everybody's in the positions they need to be, and pass it to those, I mean, to the open man and keeping an eye on that. So my concern was more, or my issue was more of the coaching, which I didn't want to start off with, but you have to address that. I hope Pop doesn't get in his regular mode where he doesn't want to hear it. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping more for the uh, Osmond kid because of the fact that I like his height. He's got IQ. He's a Ginobili, but more of a point guard. LeBron James loves him. I like Trey Jones. I think Trey's a little smaller. I think he should still come off the bench and have Sohan come in the second unit instead of the starting unit and bring in, uh, uh, I think his name is Steady, Steady mm-hmm. Osman. But that's where the concern was yesterday. You can't have everybody in rhythm and people are, you know, you're talking about Keldon. Um, I'm a Calvin fan. No, you know, I know. I, 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 no, 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 Kel. I know you. I was letting you finish your call, but I, I mean, I was going to stop you for you hung up because I wasn't going to let you get off to talk to me about Kelton because I know Kelton's your guy, and I know what I'm seeing. And I know what I've seen for the last couple of years. I like I said, I give Kelton a lot of credit. He got in shape. He left. He lost the baby fat. He came in shape last year. I think that's the big thing. But when I look, because I think the perfect measuring stick is Vassell. Man, Vassell has passed him up. But sales passed him up. Well, Kelvin's an all-around dude. He's a putback. He's a tough. He's like I said before. He's a Draymond Green, but a smaller body frame. With the cell, my concern with him was his dribbling last. He was a Danny Green. He could shoot, but he wasn't dribbling. He uh, every time he was contested, he was he was always uh, you know he kind of couldn't finish off the job type thing. Kelvin, uh, Vassell, Wemby. That combination right there is where it should be the foundation. Calvin will be just fine. I mean, he's been into a, a, a what couple of years of a lot of not so good coaching and being all over and trying different, you know, different uh, players and stuff. Now they got their players. They got a core. They need to work with that. Then start off with that that starting five. Have uh, Trey and and Sohan and 
And oh, and just to mention, I, I like uh, Zach. Zach is exactly what uh, they need for that first lineup too. So I wouldn't move him and put So Sohan in his place. I keep hmm. him there. Okay. I, and work with that. I'm not a big uh, with that. Brand, Brandon, he the IQ. I need some more of the IQ. They, they're going to need to be a little bit more IQ. But I like their toughness, and I don't want that toughness to go like it normally does in the middle of the season. Hmm. So right now, Keldon, Vassell, Wamby, uh, they got the toughness that I've been yelling about for four or five years, bring the toughness because and the passion, and it's been lacking. So now they have that. It's, it's up to the coaches to play them right and, and do the right, uh, come in there. Like it's not, it's not the team right now. It's the coaching. And, mm. and I think they're trying the best they can. I just hope they correct what they okay. are, you know, their, their mistakes right now. All right, Jazz. Instead of waiting. All right, Jazz. Thanks All for right. the phone call, man. Thank you for still grinding. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, you know, Jazz has always been hard on uh, Coach Pop, and you know, I'm, again, there's there's nobody in this two one zero that has a platform that's been more critical of Pop or the Spurs than me over the last twenty years. But it's one like, look, man, I just want to make it clear where I am with with, with Keldon, man. Look, Keldon's been with the Olympic team; he's got to practice with the Olympic team. He was the chosen one for Pop. Um, that makes a difference. Um, he's the guy that's got on billboards down here. You know, he was the guy that was supposed to be maybe possibly the steal of the draft. I think he has a lot of upsides, but the toughness, look, Keldon's going to have to do more besides beat on his chest after he gets a dunk or goes to the crowd. When you're talking about the last two minutes of the game and we want to sit here and talk about, well, Wimby should have touched it and and Washington Wimby, let's talk about the guys that's been here a few years now that eventually is supposed to step up in these moments and try to to get a W. And I I think if Keldon's one of the guys that – because before the season, in in my opinion, like I said, it's Vassell, it's Sohan, and it's Wimby. Okay, I'm a I like Trey Jones. I'm the one that's I've liked Trey Jones since he's been at Duke. I like the way his brother plays. I like the way his brother played at Duke, won a title. I but yet and still, when I say that, it's those three guys that are untouchable. Then in my opinion, and then everybody else, it starts pecking order. I don't have Keldon in that in that category just yet. Because again, the one thing that glares to me is that I can't see Vassell's shot go from one way to since he showed up. And remind you, I've been watching Vassell since he was at Florida State, since he was a Seminole. I can't see his jump shot go from there to there and this time. And then see Keldon still have the same type of problems that he has with his mid-range and when he decides to shoot threes. Keldon's one of those that if he shoots a three, if the first one goes in, a couple, okay. If he misses the first couple ones, watch out. And I like him. I really do. But I can't, like, I, the measuring stick is with him on this team, in my opinion, under my eyes, is for sale. And that's the thing. It's like you used to, I used to, you know, I remember playing soccer back in high school at the beginning of the seasons. I used to always show up out of shape. And I always had weight problems and shape problems by the time I got to my junior, senior year. And I remember we used to have a test that you had to run. I don't know how many, I don't know what miles it was. You had to run under 12 minutes. And there was always guys in better shape. And sometimes I would get lapped. And that feeling when you just like, damn, that guy started like a little bit even before later than I did. And he lapped me a couple times. That's what I feel like when I look at Vassell and, and Keldon. And the reason why I'm going to be hard on Keldon because I've got, there's expectations for him. So there's expectations for what do you what what do you keep having the gas face over there like you like you constipated or something like what what's the problem like what am I saying that's so outlandish? 
What are your expectations for for Keldon? Did he get paid? Did he get an extension a couple years? Who was the first one to get paid out of this crew? Because he was the first one up because of draft. I don't order, care what it is. He got it's, a four year it, eighty. What's he hold, the hold, hold on. answer the question? I Jonas. am answering the question. You want to hold on? Four years, eighty million dollars. Was it first? Yes, because okay. he was up first. Okay, so Keldon, regardless if he's got up first, because there's a lot of guys. You know he was drafted. You know, you, you know he was drafted the year I don't, before Vassell. I, I don't care. And Vassell's passed him up, and he didn't have the high. No, when Keldon Keldon came from Kentucky. Okay, he, so so he did. so so to me, I watch a lot of and college he was basketball. Twenty ninth overall, and let me tell you, and he had more buzz about him than basically Vassell did. Vassell was a defensive guy coming out of Florida State. Keldon couldn't get on the court on a loaded, pretty much good Kentucky team when he was drafted by the Spurs. A lot of people, I don't know if I can't remember you, but a lot of people said, "Hey, this could be a steal." He's been here whether because there's a lot of people that come up for first and they don't get contracts from the Spurs. He was Pop picked him to they practice. Picked up the and, options. Pop, Pop, Pop picked him to practice. Practice against the Olympic squad. Okay, he didn't take Vassell. He didn't take anybody. He took Keldon. Keldon's a guy that has been the face of when, we, when we've gone through these struggling years. Keldon has been the face of the guy that they've put forward. So all I'm asking you is to see somebody has to be a face. It, it, it doesn't matter, dude. Well, if you're chosen, you got to do it. It doesn't matter. So whatever the circumstances, well, they had to. Whatever, they put, it's they put him. Primo on the side. No, of the no, bus. no, it's 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 him. So what I'm telling you is that Keldon, I think he has a lot upside. But he has not performed as good as a lot of you, Jazz, and everybody thinks. Like I said, he's still go, he's still playing football in the paint last night. He's still bull in the china shop. He has a very he, he physical said, play uh, okay, style, it, yes. it, But you can be physical, but you got to be smart about it. And all I'm telling you is that since under Pop's words, like it's time for this team to really me start coaching to learn how to win. So my whole deal is, is that we can talk about Wimby not touching the ball or this and this, which is from a fan standpoint, it can be frustrating. But if you pay attention to the sport, but the regardless of it is, man, it's like y'all act like this guy hadn't been coaching for 20 years on the sideline. He handled this with Tim. He handled it with whatever. He is not going to run. He's not going to put the already weighted pressure on Wimby. Like Wimby would be in any fray. He's going to bring him along slow. So can Wimby be more aggressive? Because if you want to talk about it, the right verbiage should be Wimby should be more aggressive and asking for the ball. So if it's if, so if, if Vassell wants to say, hey, man, we missed the big guy. We missed this or whatever. I think that's after locker room speech, because at the end of the day, he wasn't drawing any plays for him. So I think it was designed. But if it's a situation where it's like, look, man, it's crunch time. It's two minutes. Luke is hitting shots. Kyrie's hitting shots. Now, again, Wimby is 19 years old. But at some point in his career, the first season, it will get to a point where he will demand the ball. You hear Shaq talk about it all the time on TNT. Hey, man, whether he's talking about Embiid, whether he's talking about big, demand the ball. Yeah, I understand the coach, but you got to say, give me the ball. Wimby's only 19. He's going to get to that point. But the point is, before I start going on him, because he's got a way of changing the whole franchise around, I am going to look at Kelton to be like, look, it's your fourth year or whatever, whatever the case may be. There's, I brought it up in the first segment. If I'm sitting on my couch and I've watched enough basketball and I log enough basketball and all I do is talk radio for a living and I can tell you Luka Doncic is going to sit there and if you get on his back and you get close, he's going to pump fake and you're going to foul him from the back. And if I can see that, then a guy going in his fourth or fifth year and Keldon Johnson should be able to know that. that he's not a rookie anymore. That's all I'm saying. He, he's not a French. He wasn't a first round pick overall. He didn't pick third overall. I know all that. 
But he's out there. He's been the focal point, part of the focal point. There's a lot of people like Jazz and a lot of people around the city that look at him as possibly this new core three. And I don't get caught up in the whole like, well, Keldon dunks and Keldon beats his chest and he comes to the crowd. It's more than that, man. I, like, it's one game. It's one game. I think it's positive. I mean, from the just from the rebounding effort, even when Wimby was on the bench, and even that, that's an improvement to me. The, the want how to run guys off the three-point line to make an attempt. They were making an attempt to do that. Those are all things that I've been complaining about for the last few years because I think you're finally getting guys that have a knack to want to play that defense. But the whole thing about Pop, like, then y'all in for a long season then, or at least the first half. Like, if y'all think that Pop is going to sit here and he's going to filter everything through Wimby and Wimby's going to – the ball's going to constantly always be in his hands the last two minutes in the first five, ten, maybe even before the All-Star break. If it, uh, 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 you know, if it organically happens that way, he didn't call one design play for him last night for four quarters. Forget the last two minutes. That's all you need to know. Because you don't – he already said he wasn't that, – that he was his approach through the first stretch of the season, through the preseason, was to put Wimby out there call some plays for him, but otherwise see what he's comfortable and let him be himself, okay? The fact that the team, the team, the players, Sean's talked about it on the broadcast, speaking of Sean Elliott, uh, for our out-of-towners, you know, non-210 listeners, uh, the people from not, not from our backyard down here. Sean Elliott's talked about it before, too. When you just Even just from a, from, a, from a passing the ball standpoint, they still have to learn how to pass the ball higher, Get it up there. Get it up That's there. That's fine. Okay. Well, well, what I'm saying is they're learning how to adjust to being around a star mm. talent like this. Mm. Okay. Like Wembenyama. I want to take Vassell's comments after the game yesterday because it's not about drawing up plays for him. Vassell said there were a couple. Uh, there were a couple of times, even in transition, where we missed him. Speaking of Wembenyama. He's running the edge. We've got to see him. Those are easy buckets. Those are gimmies. We need those. It's an adjustment. Every day you don't have a 7-4 running down the lane being able to post up and get easy catches. We got to see him. We got to take advantage of it. First game, it is what it is. We're going to learn. We're going to watch the film and we'll bounce back. They've got to learn how to play with him. He did not. He did not take a shot in the final three minutes. It's not about not about getting the ball or feeding the offense through him. It's about involving him at all. Then the, then the, the bottom line, then the criticism needs to be that you feel Wemby needs to demand the ball more. Then that's kind of on him. Then again, they're saying like, that, they, that, that, that he's okay. Open. Uh, but I'm they've talking. Got, they've got. They have a okay. team, as a team have to make a better effort to get it. And to if him. he's open, it a, it's a frustrating loss because they had it in the bag. You were there. It was you. It was, it was all you had to do was learn how to close, and and that's the thing with young teams in any sport. Young teams have to learn how to finish. Well, if he was, if this is your take from the game, and this is the focal point where Spurs fans feel that Wimby didn't touch the ball, then the right fair criticism, and he's Vassell's telling the media that it was times that he was open and we didn't get it to him. Then part of it needs to be then what we're saying is that even at 19, first game in the NBA. Wimby should have demanded the ball more. There's he, only, the so many, there's only how do you want him to demand the ball? Do you want him Jonas, to do you want, I'm, do you want him to do, do what did you not I, see him I, I, doing that when wasn't you, demanding the when ball? When you when let me tell you, 
I've never played the game at the level and neither of you. But when I listen to Shaquille O'Neal, that's a Hall of Famer and a three-time champion, is a big man. I'm talking from the Samson, the big man. It's the same. He's consistent. It's the same thing with Embiid or whatever. When you're coming in and if this is who Wimby is and we want to put him in this situation, time out. Hey, guys, I'm open. Look for me down here. And if it's a foul or a loose ball and it's dead time and we're waiting to put the ball in, go to, hey, Kelvin, hey, Vassell, hey, give me down low. Ask for it. But I don't expect that out of Wimby right now. And his first day of school. I mean, if y'all want to critique, this is the focus y'all want to. Y'all, y'all are making every excuse under the sun for a t- guy that's been here for five years named Keldon Johnson. But y'all are telling Wimby, you're, you're, you're saying that, hey, man, we, we, he, we, we, he was open in the last two minutes. We didn't get it to him. Well, then, basically, he needs to demand the ball more. That's that's the definition of that. No, you're, you're seeing this is so black and white with no gray in between. You think no, it's one way or the not. other here, and it's, it's just not. It's, it's, just it's not. not. But, but the bottom line is the terminology is being aggressive. And if you're talking about the if the if we're focusing on the last two minutes, and this is a game that y'all felt that they should have won, even though Dallas should be a playoff team last year. But this is a game because Spurs got number one overall pick, and they've got a bunch of guys that's only basically gotten cardio almost for the last two years. They hadn't competed for nothing. This is a game they should have won against the Mavericks. No, it's because which, they were which, up. They were there. You've got to okay. learn how to close. Okay, that's fine. And you're gonna and you first of all, sometimes it's gonna take you a while because they haven't done it before. So if you say there's other factors and it's not gray and white, well, it's also gray and white why they couldn't close. They haven't even been close in these situations before in the last couple of years to learn how to close. They've been blown out. 877-37-GRIND. Again, your number is 877-37-GRIND. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosekis. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. We'll be back. Texas summers can get hot, but now they're blazing with the new Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary mix. The latest addition to the Zing Zang lineup brings the same great, bold, and delicious taste that you already know, only much hotter. Shake things up with Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary mix made with premium ingredients and crafted for a bold and savory taste, whether with your favorite vodka or with the pre-mixed ready-to-drink cans. Zing Zang, America's favorite Bloody Mary and an official sponsor of the sports grind. Please Zing Zang responsibly. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to choosetiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the sports grind. Let it know I will have your course. 
All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonah Clark, producer, spin the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios, 87737-GRIND. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Pillin Whiskey. Keep in mind, Pillin Whiskey is an oak barrel-aged whiskey distilled in Canada using the finest ingredients before bottling glacier-fed spring waters added from Mount Hood, Oregon's highest peak. Pillin Whiskey delivers an uncommonly smooth taste and a rich complex flavor keep in mind pill and whiskey is the official spirit of the pro rodeo cowboy association and it's an official whiskey of the professional bull riding tour which is the pbr velocity tour and it's an official whiskey of the sports grind and an official sponsor of the sports grind eight seven seven three seven grind all right so um before we leave the nba scene uh, we've got a couple uh, games tonight, like I was getting into, the Milwaukee, the 76ers. Okay, so we'll see the uh, Dame and uh, Giannis thing and see how this starts to form itself. Um, and I, all indications, I mean, is Harden going to be – does anybody even know if Harden's playing tonight? Is he even in the building? No, he, they didn't. Uh, they told him to stay home. They did. So they told he, him to stay home. I didn't see up, that. He showed up uh, at the practice facility um, the other day. He finally mm-hmm. reported. And then, uh, by all accounts, and been all reporting, uh, Nick Nurse said, uh, stay home. Mm. Okay, well, Nick Nurse, well, we know who's in charge then. Um, good for them. Uh, we'll see basically how it plays out. Now, the other team um, that's going to be in action tonight um, is going to be the Suns and the Lakers. Um, and the only questions I'll be looking at tonight, um, one – can AD bounce back uh, from his zero points in the second half in game one against a team that they waited all offseason to play, a team that they talked trash about back and forth, speaking of the world champs, the Denver Nuggets, and he showed up straight up swimming trunk, straight out the pool, shriveled up in the second half. The other thing I'm looking for is LeBron going to crack 28 minutes tonight. I mean, that's the benchmark the other day. I could tell by LeBron's comments to the media he's not too happy about it, even though he's got to be smart. I mean, the guy's paying damn near almost $2 million to his, on his body a year. He's going in his 21 season. But keep in mind, LeBron's only no one way, man. It's hard to treat an old dog new tricks, as they say. You can't change a player's game in the ninth inning, as Jay-Z once said. Okay. Jay-Z also said take the 500000 instead of the dinner or the lunch with him, too, which I've got my thoughts on that. If we got time, I'll feed that today, if not tomorrow. Um, what do you got? Uh, in that Lakers-Suns game tonight, no Bradley Beal, uh, no Devin Booker. Uh, Devin's already out with a foot injury. Bradley Beal missing the game again with his back. That's from Shams, Sharania. Um, when you look at the Lakers side of things, uh-huh. There's a, a lot of audio clips. I mean, especially we're here so early in the season. Uh, stories are, are you know, new. New stories are popping, and maybe everything you know. That certain things, especially at this point, uh, you can even go back to the last segment. Certain things might be getting blown out of proportion a little bit. Um, but there's some kind of disconnect between D'Angelo Russell and LeBron James. We see multiple clips of it. Uh, some on-court interactions to where he's to where he is pulling D'Lo aside and he's saying, "Hey, 
when this ha- when, when 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 you we get down there, I'm gonna go in and pass me the ball because I'm I'm not looking to score, but I can see every. We heard this directly from LeBron James. I can see everything from there. Pass me the ball, and on the on the next uh, and on the previous possession is because D'Lo went down and just jacked a three. LeBron's standing there, hand up, asking for the ball. Mm-hmm. D'Angelo Russell just chucks a three up. Uh, then you see sideline, and we have more LeBron James audio where he's saying, "Put me at the point. If I got Rui there at the two, if I got AD out out there with me, put me at the point." So already we're starting to see a little dysfunction there. We saw some also uh, in Chicago. Uh, and that one's kind of working its way through too. Billy Donovan uh, asked his players if he wanted, because there was some discontent in the locker room. And I've seen Keith Smith, we've talked with him of Spotrack, mm-hmm. uh, reporting on this as well, that there was some disconnect in the locker room. And Billy Donovan said, do you guys want to handle this or do you want me to handle, you know, come in and handle this? And they said, we'll handle it. And so he didn't enter the locker room. So, bringing it back to the Lakers side thing, though, there's already some kind of disconnect there with LeBron James and D'Angelo Russell. It's only the second game. Are you buying it or not? No. Not even nothing. Look, because LeBron, D'Angelo Russell, uh, didn't he get, didn't uh, Palenque, didn't they give him some type of contract, a little bit of small contract extension to stay after last year or uh, going into this season? I don't know what his contract is, but... I know they acquired him, and, and, and LeBron was cool with acquiring him. I think if you look at D'Angelo Russell's career, uh, even from the first stint with L.A. and then, you know, travels on and plays other teams, he's been, you know, spent some time with Golden State. I mean, he plays the way he plays. I mean, he's a veteran. Um, I think personally um, – Again, I think LeBron. The, the I, I don't think that I think disconnect is too harsh to use. Um, you know, I think with the Lakers, I, I do think this is one of the most talented li- rosters he's had since he's been a Laker. Um, I think it just really, really comes down to the health with them. Um, I just think the Nuggets are bad. I'm starting to think I'm going to wait till they play again in the regular season. Uh, but I just think the Nuggets are a bad matchup for them. Um, I just think the Joker causes too much problems for Anthony Davis. I think he just takes away from him. I mean, because part of it, what nobody talks about, I didn't hear the Stephen A's world, all them guys, I didn't hear them bring up the fact that, like, maybe the reason why he's scoreless, which is unacceptable uh, for a guy his talent, but maybe part of the reason why he's scoreless in the second half because he exerts so much damn energy trying to guard Joker. And it takes out for them on the offensive side before they get to the in the second half. It just might be a bad matchup. But back to the overreaction. No, I think it is overreaction. I just think D'Angelo. I think LeBron, from his early times at Cleveland, times at Miami, LeBron, other than that first year of Miami, when he really felt uncomfortable and he had to take a backseat to D-Wade until D-Wade told him, hey, bro, yo, it's your thing. Let's go. LeBron's always been vocal to guys he plays with. That's why you get coaches defending Pop, the guy we spent the first segment talking about. He's always defending LeBron against people thinking like, oh, well, he passes the shot until shoot. No, he makes the right basketball play. I don't, I don't read too much of that. I don't think. Now, that other situation you're talking about in Chicago, I've always said, and I like Billy Donovan, but honestly, he's very fortunate to still have an NBA gig. Um, I think Billy Donovan is probably working out to the situation where he's probably, and I don't know if he'll ever go back, but he's probably a better college coach than he is NBA. I think the Bulls have had some bad luck and injury. You look at the ball situation. I mean, his career could be in jeopardy uh, from reports, depending on who you believe. 
Um, I think Chicago has had some questionable decisions in the front office. Now you have uh, Levine there. Um, you know, they were acquired. They were okay with signing on and taking uh, DeMar. Um, Billy Donovan, to me, when you say, hey, do you want me to handle it or the team? Oh, we got it. That sounds like a situation. You got to give them a choice. Like, if you got to sit there and ask, usually a coach, especially Billy, Billy ain't no rookie either, you know, especially a coach, you know, um, he, he you, you, that's not something you ask. Like, you got to know the pulse of your team. Depending on what the disagreement is or what's going on, whether it's chemistry issues or rotation, uh, play, or I'm not getting enough touches, you should know as a coach whether you got to intervene or not. That makes that report bothers me, even the fact that Billy got to ask. Okay? Come on, Billy. You know? Joaquin Noah's not walking through that door. That's a badass Florida Gators team at two years. He went to back. I think, if I'm not mistaken, they the last team to do that in the NCAA. But I don't know where Billy – I don't know about Billy on the NBA level, though. Chicago, I don't know even know what the win total was then for the year. I don't have really too much expectations. I have to really see them in real action. But, um, you know, we'll see how it plays out. But, yeah, you know, I, I think this is, you know, the, the NBA plan is going to get frustrated. But I think that's going to be the play for the Phoenix Suns all season. I think they're going to really micromanage those minutes for those guys. I, to me, you know, their, their bench is a little bit upgrade better from last year. Because they really had no depth, but honestly, how much better is it? Are they as deep as the Clippers? I don't think so. Um, are they deep as – the hell sure not deep as the Denver Nuggets, okay? Um, I don't think – they might not be as deep as even the Lakers. Uh, Golden State, again, is in that no man's kind of like, well, there are people not really thinking of Golden State. Like, you think of Golden State, he's the championship-worthy – or not. And a lot of people don't even have them on the top of their lips. 877-37-GRIND. Uh, Dante Evans is checking with us in Facebook Live. He says, the issue with Keldon is the inconsistency in crunch time. If it's not the turnovers, it's bad shots. The body of work would suggest, however, that has been trending up since his rookie year. Yeah, Dante, he's been trimming since, you're right, he's been trending upward since his rookie year, but he's hit a wall. Because the things you're talking about is still an issue. He's hit a wall. And, and really, to me, last year going in was really about him being a professional and getting in better shape, which he did that, which I gave it credit for. And I'm not trying to sit there and tell you Kelvin Johnson's trash. He's not. But, you know, I know Michael Esparza tweeted on uh, Twitter. What, what was his uh, – uh, let me see. His tweet about um, – yeah, here it goes. Michael Esparza says, neither Keldon or Vassell has any expectations. Both were no-name draft picks. Keldon has a better motor, personality, and energy. He's a fan favorite. Vassell did pass him up, but that energy from Keldon can't be lo looked over. Look, at look, Michael, first of all, when you say no expectations, think about in contents on how the team is built with the team you speak of and the team you root for in the San Antonio Spurs. This isn't an organization that's built through free agency. So because Keldon wasn't a first round pick or the fifth overall pick, everybody's expectations are different. I agree with that. But Keldon was picked and it got signed when his option was up and has been a fan favorite and was elected because the organization is counting on Keldon to be part of possibly a new big three or a new winning way of Spurs. So there's expectations because he's coming in his four fifth year. What's I mean? And what? 
I mean, so when so Tom Brady that basically was drafted in the seventh round after he basically tasted success and all that, there's no expectations because where he's drafted, there's guys in the NBA all the time. You got guys that are undrafted, there's no expectations. Austin Reeves of the Los Angeles Lakers was non-drafted non-drafted and you know what they did they gave him a new deal this season Michael Esparza and you know what that means is now they've got expectations because he's supposed to be a good integral part on helping their depth and helping win another 18th banner so San Antonio when you get drafted here and you can come in doesn't mean just because you're not Dave or you're not Tim or you you know you, that doesn't mean that there's just zero expectations because you're not the lottery pick and our number one pick no man he is an important piece of the core that he needs to get better those things that Dante Evans is talking about they shouldn't still be an issue going in his fourth year now it's one game but they showed up last night and he didn't have a horrible game he didn't have a horrible game but the reality of it is, is that at least you agree with me. No, he was passed up, but there are some expectations, man. This team is built through the draft. It's never going to be built through free agency. So if you can't get it from Kelly. And when you say, well, nobody really knew him. Who in the hell knew? I mean, you can go to list. Who in the hell knew about Manu? Who the hell knew about Tony? They've always drafted guys that don't well. Nobody really knows about. That's the whole thing with the Spurs. They haven't all built their five titles just off the number one overall picks. Like, I mean, come on. I mean, no, he doesn't have the same expectations of a Victor Wimbiamba or what Tim has, but he's they're banking on him to be a part of this core going forward. His production is going to matter. That's all I'm saying. And that's why I go back to where the fan part of people in society, if a guy's good, if he's a good guy, if he's nice, if he does this and that, oh, well, hey, man, we don't have expectations to him. If he's an ass or he brags or he's loud, oh, we're waiting to we're waiting to get on them. Oh, look at him. He's underachieving. Look at him. Kelton is liked. So therefore, when he's liked or he's nice, he's that, oh, well, he's got no expectations, man. He was only drafted. He's not drafted in the first six round, Calvin. Stop it. It's not that there's no expectations. It's just that you're upset that Vassell who was drafted, I want to say, about 17 spots in the following draft ahead of where Keldon was drafted. You're upset that, that Vassell, essentially a lottery pick inside that top 14, has surpassed Keldon Johnson. That's what's that's what's grinding your gears right well, now. Well, we won't just stop it at we just won't stop it at a sale because you know what? If we come in here in 2024, 2025, and I see Sohan and I see what Sohan's added to his game, I'll, and he's I'll, not I'll, making it, I'll say Sohan and pass them up. So it ain't just about for sale. And again, he's stagnant. And again, another lottery pick in Sohan. Man, it doesn't. So, it, so, do, it doesn't matter. Look, this is what y'all got to understand. It doesn't matter how you get here. That in any sport, it's a matter of what you do when you get here. Okay, Brock Purdy was the Mister Irrelevant because he sure. basically plays for 49ers, a good team. He leads them the NFC Championship because he lost to Kirk Cousins, who can never win on primetime, according to everybody. And he threw three, he threw two interceptions, he threw interceptions against the Browns. Now all of a sudden, the, not you, I'm not saying you, but all of a sudden everybody wants to throw Brock. Well, see, Brock is who he was, we thought to be. Because Brock got expectations yeah, now. And because people are sitting there waiting to troll. Okay. I don't care what you call it, but what I'm the point is I'm trying to make to you, Jonas, and what you and Michael Esparza do, it doesn't matter. Coaches and GMs don't look at it like, well, man, you know what? You were drafted in the seventh round, but you were taken second you know, overall. I, I think that the, what, I'm, <laughs> what I'm saying is that your expectations of Keldon Johnson are, are, are a bit, I think, high. 
I think they're even higher than where the team looks no. at them. You go back to when he signed the deal. It's a it's a de-escalating contract. So it's a very movable contract in year three and year four. Okay, we've talked. I, I pointed that out when, when we because I've been on the show since since he got that deal. I pointed it out. Look, this is a piece that could be moved on from because just like everybody else, as I've said over the summer. They are auditioning to see who's going to be around Wemby moving forward. Wemby's the guy. They've they've got their guy. Everybody, they went through the process. They got the guy. Everybody's trying out, and Keldon is one of those people. Okay, should he have been? Should he have had the ball in his hands and been the guy that's trying to score two crucial turnovers there in the final two minutes, and that's where you lost the game. Because that's a five-point swing and what ended up being, what, a nine-point difference? And what and when, when Keldon lost that ball, what was he trying to do? He was trying to take on two or and three he, defenders. He went, and, and, yes, and, he okay. went inside. So, so, so while Wimby was in France last year and Keldon was in his third year, whatever year that was, when I looked at my screen, Keldon was trying to go through and play football like a running back and go through two or three guys and pick up offensive charges. That's, that's improvement high schoolers can make. I'm telling you in regards to besides the shot, it's not that I have him the expectations of Vassell or he's the expectation of this. The fact of it is he's an important part of this team. And again, he's not trash. I don't want him off the team. But the reality of it is, is that he's not popping off at the, he hasn't shown any improvement in the last couple years, back-to-back years in his game. And it's only one game. If that changes by the time we get to the All-Star break or by the time we get to next Thursday, I'll sit there and say, okay, that's the Keldon. That's all I'm saying. I'm not going to put all my focus in regards to where if you've paid attention to Spurs basketball, y'all know how Pop is. There wasn't going to be no four down from the gate for Wimby with two minutes left. I, trust me. I mean, that's just who it is. So you, we can bang on Pop or we can say it's coaching. It ain't going nowhere. That, that, that's the same thing. It's like it's hard to sit there as we sit there and talk about changing a game, changing a player's game in the ninth inning. Y'all want Pop in whatever 20 plus whatever season this is to change his stripes, man, on how he's going to develop this young player. I mean, why do you think everybody outside this region thought it was the perfect place for him to land? Because they were going to take it slow. They weren't going to put a bunch of stuff on him. That's all I'm saying. 877-37-GRIND. All right, moving forward, when we get back, we've got week eight of the National Football League kicking off tonight. Uh, we've got a matchup with the Bucks traveling to take on the struggling Bills. We'll talk about it when we get back. We've got some other off-the-field NFL news to get to. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Maestro Dobel Tequila was born from 11 generations of tequila-making legacy. It is sourced from a single estate in the volcanic lowlands of Jalisco, Mexico, using the finest 100% blue agave. 
Double distilled and aged in European white oak barrels, Maestro Dobel's commitment to innovation isn't only to discover new ways of distilling and aging, it's about elevating and crafting a superior tequila that is the essence of mastery. Maestro Dobel is the official tequila of the PGA Tour and an official sponsor of the sports grind. Please drink responsibly. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits, and world-class wine to chips, dips, and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, Shout. cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind.